Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. So grateful for you tuning in this morning, wherever you are, in your car, at work, uh, at home. I'm just so blessed to be on this on the air with you this morning. If you were with us yesterday on the Encounter Radio Show, we were talking about Anchor 2 and building your life on a foundation that will last. First of all, Anchor 2 is believed that God's love and power can restore hope and healing. And we were talking about three things, faith, hope, and love. And we were really zeroing in on faith. We, we talked about some examples of the centurion that went to Jesus that said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. You don't have to go. You just have to speak the word. And Jesus said, I, I haven't seen faith like that in all, uh, in all of Israel. And I think that was just an amazing statement. I challenge everyone listening that you want to be that person that operates in great faith. Uh, we talked about the dad that uh, went to Jesus after Jesus sent out his disciples to cast the sick and uh, cast out demons and heal the sick. And there was a boy uh, that they couldn't do it for. And his dad was upset and he went to Jesus and he said to Jesus, if you can. And Jesus said, if I can. And then the dad made a great comeback and said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And then Jesus healed the boy and set the boy free. Later on, the disciples uh, in private approached Jesus and said, why couldn't we do this? And then Jesus said, well, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. In other words, there are some things that he calls us to do where we have to take our faith to a whole new level. And praying and fasting is one way to take your faith to a whole new level. And then there's the opposite of that. If we want to look at stories, we look at Mark chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 6. Jesus returns to his hometown. You know, what kryptonite is to Superman, unbelief is to Jesus. And this story is a great example of that. He returns to his hometown, and they were astonished even. They sort of mocked him. And the Bible says specifically because of their unbelief, he was not able to do any miracles. Think about that. Jesus was limited in the amount of miracles that he could perform because he was surrounded by people with unbelief. I'm pretty sure that that's the challenge of the church of Jesus Christ today. That the reason why we don't see a lot of miracles is because we're surrounded by a ton of people that believe what happened in the Bible is not for today. Unfortunately, what's sad is there's nothing in Scripture that says that. Because what Scripture does say is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing about God has changed. And we're not to add or delete anything from the Bible or suggest that what happened back then is not available for today when nothing in Scripture suggests that at all. You see, in a faithless world, disciples, and we're all, if you if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a disciple. And disciples need to set the example of people operating in faith. And when we do, guess what? It produces trust. And you know what that trust produces? Hope. And if there ever was a time for hope, it is now. But I know it's hard. to. I know how hard it is to find hope when your life feels like a living hell and when everything that we're surrounded by is just falling apart. I mean, our nation's falling apart. 
uh, the world is falling apart. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. Uh, and hope is hard to find without faith, and everyone's looking for hope these days. Every person who has ever lived has pondered the question, is there any hope for me? It's asked every day by thousands of people in thousands of different ways. It's asked when you sit in the doctor's office awaiting test results, when a couple has tried to reconcile and counseling gets them nowhere, when a family hears their child is missing or their child has been, adopt, has been taken away or uh, abducted. When you hear the words, I don't love you anymore, I never did, I'm leaving you. When you get the pink slip, when you experience the, the pain of physical, sexual, or verbal abuse, when you doubt if your life will get better, when a loved one dies, when your bad habits take over and you realize your life is out of control, when depression leads you to a dark and helpless state of mind, when the mental illness you have no control over sends you cycling, People are always asking, can I ever be set free from these chains that keep me in bondage? Is there any hope for me? Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed that there are always two alternatives in life when you are in need of hope? You see, you can panic or, or you can pray. You can worship or you can worry. You can meditate on God's word or you can listen to the voices of others. You can obey God and be blessed or disobey God and forfeit that blessing. You can spend time in God's presence or waste your time with people who can't help you. You can be bitter or you can be better. You can be grateful or you can be resentful. You can build others up or gossip about them. You can think the worst about a person or give them the benefit of the doubt. You can operate in faith or you can operate in fear. You can trust God or you can trust in yourself. You can believe God or believe the lies in your head. You can take your thoughts captive or you can let your thoughts keep you captive. So, there's always an alternative. There's always one way that's a God way. There's always one way that's the blessed way. There's always one way that's the right way. There's always one way that's the way to free you. And there's always another way. It's a trap of the enemy because behind every self-defeating thing that we'll ever do is a lie that we believe. There's, there's the choice to choose the truth of God's word, the truth of God's voice, or the truth or what the devil is whispering in your ear what the world is telling you, but the devil has no capacity to tell the truth. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's been lying from the beginning, and he'll continue to lie. So I want to share with you for the remaining time that we have today, possibly tomorrow, some additional insight and direction from God's word that makes our hope this anchor for our soul, which makes it firm and secure. And if you're low on your hope tank, I hope you'll take notes. I hope you write these scriptures down. I hope you pray over them. I hope you apply them to your life. One hope depends on knowing the word of God. See, if you're not in the word of God and the word of God is not into you, you're going to be low on your hope tank. See, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 15, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. You see, when I need hope, when I need to be lifted up, when I need joy, when I need encouragement, when I need a reason to keep on keeping on, the first place I go to is God's Word. And God's Word gives me hope. It encourages me. See, the Bible will teach you 
and show you the best pathway for your life. It'll tell you what happens when you get off that pathway. It'll tell you how to get back on that pathway. And it'll tell you how to stay on that pathway. But you have to make God's word the authority over your life. You can't just open it up every now and then. You have to make it your life. You have to, you have to make it a priority over your circumstances, over your feelings, your emotions, over your values, over what you already know. And you have to make it the authority over every area of your life and not just study it, but apply it and live it out by God's grace. And you got to learn how to take your thoughts captive to the obedience because, like I said, and I keep saying it, behind every self-defeating thing that you'll ever do is a lie that you believe. The antidote is, is to combat that truth, uh, is to combat that lie with a truth for you to receive, to take that thought captive to. God wants you to have the discipline of a disciple to take your thoughts captive to. And when you become an expert taking thoughts captive disciple, there's nothing in all creation that could ever stop you because God wants to give you the ability to take thoughts captive that come from the devil, that come from the world, that come from your flesh, that come from your old nature. And it's not just bad things he wants you to take captive, but we take God's promises captive, God's truth captive. And then we become obedient to it and we just live it out. So if you don't know God's word, you won't have any, any lie to take, to take it captive to. You could take it captive to your emotions. You could take it captive to your feelings. But that's not going to work. That's not going to last. That's not going to defeat that thing. God wants you to walk in victory. And that's why the word of God will give you hope as you apply it to your life. But you need help. You need the Holy Spirit that will guide you in God's, in God's word, that will give you uh, the ability to remember the right scripture at the right time to take that thought captive to. Number two. Hope depends on knowing and resting in God's grace. Are you resting in God's grace today? See, 2 Thessalonians 2.16 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and by his, his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope. If you're listening to the Encounter radio show today, do you have an eternal comfort and a wonderful hope? And he says, it will comfort you. And strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. Did you catch that? Hope depends on knowing and resting in God's grace. That grace gives you an eternal comfort. You see, that eternal comfort is God's eternal peace that the world doesn't offer. Do you have that peace? Do you have that comfort? That's why Jesus said, it's better for you that I go. Unless I go, the comforter won't come. When the comforter comes, he will counsel you. He will guide you in truth. And when God gives us his peace, it's through the Holy Spirit. And so I don't know about you, but I need an eternal comfort. I need a wonderful hope. And I need the peace of God in every area of my life. When I have those three things, I mean, I'm in a good place. I'm in a great place. And no matter what the world throws at me, financial problems, sickness, illness, whatever it is, I can, I can get through it because I know that I have an eternal comfort and a wonderful hope and the peace of God in my life. You see, the key is to embrace grace in every area of your life from salvation to all your relationships. Don't just receive grace so that you can be saved, but embrace grace in every area of your life in all your relationships and then live under the grace umbrella by being filled and led by the 
power of the Holy Spirit. The more that you allow your life to be led by the Holy Spirit, the more you're going to be under the umbrella of grace. And all you have to do is read through the book of Romans to understand that. Number three, hope depends on being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is so critical. Uh, Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, a lot of us that believe that all the Holy Spirit that we get is when we got saved, and we don't ever have to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When the Bible paints and, and declares a whole different picture of people getting filled with the Holy Spirit all throughout the book of Acts, all throughout the New Testament. And so, I don't know about you, but I need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit every day. If I rely on just a deposit of the Holy Spirit when I got saved and never asked for another filling or power again from the Holy Spirit, there's no way I could ever make it. There's no way I could have ever survived. There's no way I would be here today because hope depends on being filled, not just once, but every day of our lives. And so, friends, if you're listening, I want you to abound in hope because hope depends on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit unless you, until you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And those are the two most important things uh, in your life, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you have that today? If you're listening uh, to the Encounter Radio Show, I want you to tune in tomorrow. And for more information about Encounter, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or go to our website, thehopeencounter.org or show up on a Friday night at 1301 Brandon Road for a service at 630. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.